You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Woman of Faith podcast. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin. Thank you for joining me yet for another week. If this is your first time listening, thank you and welcome. If you are not already subscribed, then I invite you to subscribe right now. That way you never miss an episode and you're always the first to know when a new episode drops. If you missed our last few episodes, then I invite you to take a listen to those. After you listen to this one, I promise you, you will be filled with uh, so many insights and gems to help you navigate whatever season in your life you are currently in. Before we get into this week's episode, just want to let you know about a few things that are going on with me. Uh, Cohort six of the Sisters in Faith Bible Study launched last week. And so if you're looking for a community of sisters to pray with, to pray for, to just uh, support you on your journey... Um, and, to, and, and also to dig into scripture with, then I invite you to join us. Uh, this week, we are getting right into scripture. We are reading from the book of Genesis, starting at chapter 20. And it's the perfect time for, for you to kind of just step right in. I will post the link to join in the episode notes. So as soon as you're done listening, head over to the episode notes and sign up. I promise you it is a sisterhood unlike any other that you've experienced. And along those lines, because this community of women has been so pivotal to my own growth and to the growth of so many of the women who are a part of it, we have really seen just incredible transformation in this group with these women. And so as a result of that, me and a few of the women in the cohort kind of talked about what would it look like to bring this to the masses? What would it look like if we created an all-day conference where women can come together can unite in the spirit of sisterhood, but where we can also address so many of the things that women struggle with in their everyday lives. So in brainstorming, we decided to host and curate the Break Free Women's Conference happening in Nyack, New York on April 15th. This will be our inaugural women's conference and our vision for the conference is for women to rediscover their identity, to tap into their potential, and to reimagine their futures. 
not based on what society has told them that their future should look like, not based on what their families or culture or any of these outside influences tell women that they should be, live, show up as. What would that look like if we reimagined our futures and created a life for ourselves that is rooted on the things that are most important to us? so that ultimately we can step into the highest version of ourselves. One thing that I know for sure, just from my own personal experience, is that imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs, and negative thinking are some of the strongholds that we battle with. And I know this because I have battled with them and because I work with so many women who battle with these same things. The reason they come to work with me is because they want to break free from these strongholds. And so what we wanted to do, me and my co-curators, was to have a conference where we can address these things head on, where we can talk about them, uh, you know, transparently, where we can take our masks off and we can really be honest and vulnerable with ourselves and each other about the things that we are struggling with. And then once we have these conversations that we provide women with the tools, tangible tools, actionable tools, things that they can take with them once they leave the conference and actually apply to their lives, so that they can start breaking free from imposter syndrome, from limiting beliefs, from the negative thinking, all of the things that prevent us from being our authentic selves, we are going to dissect and we are going to break through so that ultimately we can break free. And so the idea around this was that we wanted it to be a holistic women's conference where women can build an ongoing community because that really is where the power is. It's in the community and in the sisterhood that we forge. It's the foundation where you can turn to the woman next to you and you can see yourself in her. And because you see yourself in her, her success is your success. And then your success is her success. And so we want to address the whole woman. So what does that mean? It means that we want to address where you are spiritually, Where are you mentally, physically, financially? So many of us are stuck in these financial prisons because we've never been equipped with the tools to show us how to budget correctly, how to invest our money, um, you know, how to save and how to really secure our futures financially. And so we're going to have workshops and panel discussions and fireside chats that are going to address each and every one of these pillars, because we understand that being spiritually healthy, being emotionally healthy, being physically healthy, and being financially healthy are all things that have to work together. They have to. And we want women to be healthy, like 360, the whole woman. We don't want, we don't just want them to be healthy in one area of their lives. We want them to be healthy in every single area. And what we want is to normalize conversations around health and wellness in these specific areas and the importance that these four pillars have on the overall health of the woman. Because you know, if you're not good spiritually, 
then you're not going to be good in every other area of your life. If your mental health is suffering, every other area of your life is going to suffer. If you're physically unhealthy, then guess what? You won't be physically well to do anything else in your life. And if you are struggling financially, and if you're struggling to make ends meet, then there's no way that you can focus on anything else because you're going to be focusing on just trying to pay your bills, trying to pay your debt, just trying to make it week to week. And so if this sounds like something that you have been missing, I encourage you to purchase your ticket today. We are having an early bird special. I'm going to post the discount code in the episode notes with the link to purchase tickets. You can head over to breakfree2023.eventbrite.com and purchase your early bird ticket today. Now, With that said, when we come back from this break, we're going to get into this week's topic. You deserve to be happy. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. So... I hope you purchased your ticket, (laughs) but if you haven't, um, you can always do so after after the podcast. But this week, I wanted to talk about happiness and what that means, what that looks like for me and for you, and why do so many of us struggle with finding happiness? Um, You know, for me, for a really long time, I was chasing things believing that the accumulation of things would make me happy. But what I realized was that the happiness that I got from things was temporary. So yes, I love nice things. I love, you know, to shop. I love all of the little trinkets and I would purchase them. And in the moment, yeah, it brought me, you know, a a second of joy, but then once I purchased the thing or once I acquired the material object and I put it away and went in my closet, the joy and the happiness that I initially felt was gone. And so the older I got and the more work I did on myself, on reconnecting with myself, yeah, and I and when I use the term reconnecting with source, reconnecting with spirit. It's the thing that lives inside of you that lives on forever, right? Our bodies are temporary. We have a body, but we are souls. And so for me, a lot of the work was reconnecting with that soul. Who was I at my core? And what I started to realize was that happiness and joy does not come from things outside of me. The joy and the happiness that I was seeking, I was devoid of within, and I needed to find a way to reclaim that joy and that happiness. And so how do we do that, right? So many of us, we get stuck in our past, in the things that we did, in the heartaches that we have experienced, in just the disappointments of life. 
And we continue to replay those moments and we take on this why me attitude and we show up in the world in in this way as if we're victims, right? We're victims of life. And so all of these bad things are happening to us and we have no control over them. And so, yes, while that is true, that there are times where we cannot control the things that happen to us, we absolutely have control over the way that we respond to things that happen to us. And so we can choose either to be a victim or we can choose to rise up from the circumstance. And I am surrounded by, I don't want to say I'm surrounded, but I know so many people who are unhappy and they continue to choose the unhappiness and they choose to live in misery because they keep replaying the bad things that have happened to them in their lives. And listen, none of us are, uh, are immune to not having bad things happen to us. I have had plenty of things, plenty of bad things happen to me. I have had a miscarriage. I have been in car accidents that could have claimed my life. I have lost people that have died from car accidents. My husband was diagnosed with cancer very early on in our marriage. There are things that I have gone through. Um, and if I allowed myself to continue to revisit and relive those things, I would never be happy. I would never find joy. If all I kept dwelling on was on the child that I lost, if I allowed myself to sit in that and not continue to try again, I would have never been blessed with the two incredible little girls that I have right now. But I decided that I wasn't going to let the miscarriage keep me in a constant state of mourning and in a constant state of sadness. And I almost did though, because I was so angry at God and I was just so, just so enraged that when I had the miscarriage, I had vowed that I was never going to try again because I never wanted to experience that kind of pain. But then there was a part of me, thankfully, that saw the bigger picture in that. And I realized that even though I didn't understand God's reasoning at the time, that there was going to be a blessing in the loss. And so I chose to rise up from that. And I chose to try again. And when I did, five months later, I got pregnant with my oldest daughter. And then um, three years after that, God blessed me with another child. And so when I say that it's up to you to rise up from whatever situation has kept you stuck, has kept you sad, has kept you unhappy, has kept you angry, you have to make a decision that you're no longer going to be a prisoner of that thinking, of that mindset. You have to take control of your life because right now, the reason why you're unhappy is because you keep choosing misery. You keep choosing heartbreak. You keep choosing sadness and dysfunction and chaos. So hear me when I say this, what you're not changing, you're choosing. 
Every morning when you wake up and you choose to do the same thing over and over again and you choose to accept the same dysfunction, you're choosing misery. What you're not changing, you are choosing. So at what point are you going to start choosing something different? Because complaining about it, posting memes about it, blaming others, um, none of that is going to change your situation. None of that is going to make you happy. The only way you're going to be happy is that you have to intentionally choose happiness. And I know that in the beginning, when you're in the middle of the storm, when you're in the middle of the fire, and I, let, let me tell you, I, last week's episode, I talked about going through the fire. I talked about the miracle being in the fire. You have to go through it. You have to go through it because it's in the process that the miracle happens. It's in the process where God is going to show up right beside you and he's going to equip you with everything that you need to make it through to the other side. But if you keep choosing to sit in it instead of go through it, you're never going to have the breakthrough. So you have to choose a different alternative. You have to decide that you are worth it. You have to decide that you deserve to be happy, that you don't have to choose and sit and and, um, accept the cards that life have dealt you, that you at any moment can take those cards and you can flip them and that you can hit the jackpot by the way that you play the cards that life has given you. Because making the same choice over and over and over again is only going to give you what you've always gotten. So today you have to make a different choice. And listen, I don't want to sit here and pretend that making a different choice is going to be easy because it's not. The easy part is choosing the same thing that you've chosen because you know what to expect. Making a different choice is hard because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But I hope that you can at least recognize that when you choose something differently, you're not going to get what you've always gotten, right? And so if you're unhappy now, what will it cost you to leave the toxic relationship? If you've always been in a relationship with someone who mistreats you, who doesn't appreciate you, who cheats on you, who belittles you, who doesn't contribute to your household, right? You continue to choose this person. Well, then it's no wonder that you are miserable, unhappy, sad. You don't feel loved. You don't feel appreciated. None of these things because you keep choosing the person that is not giving you any of that. So how worse off would you be if you decided to just leave the relationship? You wouldn't be any worse off, right? Because, but you would, in fact, you would be better off because at least you would be by yourself. And at least you can start to rebuild yourself and you can start loving yourself again. Because the way that you start to show yourself love is by removing yourself 
from things that no longer serve you. So leaving the relationship where you're not being appreciated, where you're not being valued, where your needs are not being addressed, right? Once you leave that situation, then you can start giving that to yourself. In fact, you should be giving that to yourself. You should not be sacrificing your own needs, your own wellness, your own mental health, your own joy, your own happiness for anyone else. And you keep staying in the toxic relationship because you believe that the person is going to change, but they're not. They continue to show up every single day as they are. You continue to hope for something else and you continue to get disappointed. And you can't change another person. Imagine how hard it is to change yourself. It's hard to change our own selves. So it's 10 times harder to change someone else who does not want to change. So when you find yourself in these toxic situations, the only person you can change is you. The only way you're going to be able to change the circumstance is by removing yourself from it. Stop giving people second chances third chances, fourth chances that continue to show up the same way they've always shown up in your life. If you want something different, choose something different. If you want to be in a healthy relationship, you have to start being in a healthy relationship with yourself. How do you treat yourself? Because how you treat yourself is a good indicator for what you're willing to accept in a relationship with someone else. So if you don't treat yourself well, if you um, neglect your own needs, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, if you are not loving on yourself, then there's no way you're going to attract a person that is going to give you those things. Because newsflash, we attract who we are. So if you find yourself in these unhealthy relationships, chances are you have an unhealthy relationship with yourself. But it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to continue this unhealthy cycle or pattern. You have to love yourself enough to know that you deserve better and that you deserve to be happy. All throughout the Bible, we see that God is a God of choices. He gives us choices. He gave us choices from the very beginning with Adam and Eve. He placed them in the garden of Eden and he told them, don't eat from this tree. Don't eat the fruit from this tree because if you eat from this tree, you're going to be cursed. And he gave them the choice. He could have you know, locked up the tree behind a gate, behind a cage, like to prevent them from going, but he didn't. He left it out there all in the open. So they had a choice. They could either follow him and follow his commands, or they could do it their own way, believing that they know better than their creator, and then be condemned and be doomed for the rest of their lives, right? And we saw that. They made their own choice, and then they doomed humanity, they, they doomed us for, for our entire lives and they made the choice. And so today you have a choice. You get to choose. And the way that you do that is by changing your mind, right? Romans 12 verse 2 tells us 
Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to change your mind if you want to change your life. And I know that it's hard and I know that it's easy to quit and it's easy to give up, that sometimes you find yourself in these situations that they seem so bleak, right? Because maybe you depend on this person to help you financially. Maybe you need them to help you take care of the kids. For whatever reason, you're dependent on this other person. So you stay there, you keep them there. But what you don't realize that in that dependence, you are slowly killing yourself and you're slowly killing any chance that you have to be happy in life. Don't depend on any man. Put your hope and your faith in God. Depend solely on God and I promise you that he will make a way for you. When you think that there's no money to pay the bills, you are going to get a surprise check in the mail. You're going to get a promotion. You're going to get a, someone is going to help you through it. But you have to stop putting your faith in and dependence on man and start relying on God. Trust God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your faith and he will provide. Choose him first and then choose yourself because happiness is on the other side. I know that you're scared to take the first step. I know that it's hard, but there are always going to be people willing to help you. You can't believe that you're living in this life and in this world alone because you're not. Because God has put us in here to take care of one another. The problem is that you're seeking help from the same person who is destroying you. Instead of seeking help from individuals who want to see you thrive, who want to see you happy, but you have to stop playing the victim and stop believing that life uh, that God is putting you through something. God is trying to take you out of the hell that you're in, but you keep choosing the hell over, over God. And don't be like the Israelites who took 40 years to get to Canaan when the trip only takes 11 days. If they would have made a different decision, they would have reached their destination a whole lot quicker. And the same is true for you. If only you made a different choice, your own journey to the destination of joy and happiness would be so much quicker. But you keep dwelling in this space, right? What space are you dwelling in? You're dwelling in the space of misery, of unhappiness, because it's what you're used to. But don't get used to it. Don't allow yourself to settle for mediocrity and for less than what you deserve because you are a child of the Most High King. So today I want you to think about in what area of your life have you wasted 40 years on, right? Just like the Israelites, you keep turning, going in circles and circles and circles, and you're wasting time on a trip that should have taken. You're wasting time dwelling and circling in this situation 
that is hopeless instead of making a different decision? Aren't you tired of repeating the same thing over and over and over again? Aren't you tired of wasting your life, of being unhappy, of being sad? You have to believe that you deserve to be happy. And then every single day, set your mind on doing things that are going to cultivate happiness and joy in your life. You were not created to be in a constant state of dysfunction, to be in a constant state of anger and fighting and complaining. You were not created for any of that. And so today I want you to speak life into yourself because death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you wake up every morning and you resign yourself to being unhappy, to being miserable, to complaining, and to believing that the entire world is against you, well then guess what? You are going to call more of that into your life. But the minute you start to speak life into into yourself, the minute you start proclaiming God's goodness into your life, that is what you're going to attract into your life because our thoughts become our words. Our words turn into action and action creates the circumstances in our lives. So today, I want to remind you that most of your suffering is the self-imposed hell that you put yourself in. It's the time that you spend repeating the same old story until you finally wake up and decide to do something to change it. So today, change the narrative that you are telling yourself. Create a new story. And listen, you might slip. And there are times when you might fail, but don't get discouraged and don't allow yourself to sit there. Just because you fall doesn't mean you have to stay there. Just because you stumble doesn't mean that you can't lift yourself back up and keep forging forward. If you slip, give yourself grace, allow yourself to have a few bad days, but then you get up and you try again because failing doesn't make you a failure. Giving up does. Don't give up on yourself. You deserve to be happy. And I need you to understand that progress takes time. So you're not going to be this new person tomorrow. You're not going to be this new person next week. But I promise you that every single day, every step that you take is getting you a little bit closer to the person that you want to become. So today, choose happiness. And then every single day, wake up committed to making yourself happy. I hope this episode blessed you. Share it with someone. Even if this message wasn't for you, it's for somebody. We all know someone who is struggling. We all know someone who is living in misery. And this might be the message that they need to set them on the right track. So until next time, just want to remind you, 
that you are not your circumstance. You are not what has happened to you, but you are who you rise up from the ashes to be. Just because you get knocked down doesn't mean you have to stay down. Rise up and remember that you were created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Women of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.